Hello and welcome to Direct Hit, the cricket podcast with me, Josh Withers, and I'm joined as ever by James Hollyoak. Hello. And Brynwood Cricket Club's finest, Matthew Conroy. Oh, come on, Josh, it's, it's rude. You know this now. Brynwood's finest. So, um, a quick, quick point. We are the Direct Hit podcast, not as some people weirdly think we are the Village Cricket podcast, as may have been mentioned on the first, first episode. No reason why. That is, that is how we go. So, first things first. We are a cricket podcast. We all play cricket. How did you get on this weekend? Matt, did you play? Yeah, I had a good game. We, um, we bowled the opposition out in 22 overs um, for about 120. And then we knocked them off in 29 overs. So um, we had tea with a beer and sat in the sun watching our first team win as well. So, yeah, enjoyable game for me. Living the dream. Any wickets, any runs, any catches? Um, four wickets for me. Uh, three caught and bowls, and then I, I dropped down the batting order to give some other people a game. What a guy. What a guy. What about you, Jumbo? Did you have a game? Uh, no. Unfortunately, opposition forfeited back end of a week. So I had my feet up this weekend. But special shout out to our first team uh, who beat a strong opposition. Opposition got 202, but then our first team smashed them and they got it in 23 overs without losing a wicket. So, big time, Adam Worth, 110, and Eric Carpenter, the other opener, 88 runs. Great effort. So, big shout out to them this week. Good going from them. That is strong. I, uh, I also played my first game of the season, having missed the first few being away. Um, we lost the toss and were put into bowl um, and bowled them all out for 90 uh, in 32 overs. Um, including I ran out their opener, which is probably the greatest thing I've done in around five seasons of cricket. Um, so we went back out to bat before tea, lost a wicket in the over before tea. So I was put in as the tea watchman. He thought night watchman was impressive. I scored probably the worst 10 runs of my career. One, one four and then six runs off the edge. And then drove it straight to point. And we still managed to win the game with five wickets to spare. Although I feel like my batting did not contribute much towards that. Um, first things first, we are a day away from the World Cup. England, South Africa, it's going to be huge. But we've just had a week of the warm-ups. Matt, tell us what was going on. Well, I think it's fair to say no one really cares what's going on with any of the warm-up games, but I will give you a brief um, recap of some of, the re- some of the results that happened. Australia beat England by 12 wings. Um, the most notable things happened in that game that Steve Smith scored a century. Butler obviously, you know, did the business with the bat as normal, 52 wings off 31 balls. That's just normal, really. Um, Chris Wilkes and James Winks contributed with 64 rings each as well. But then England came back strong against Afghanistan and smashed them, smashed them a couple of days ago. Archer taking three wickets and Roy easily hitting 89 quickly. So, you know, all the England batsmen are in form. All the bowlers are taking wickets. It's looking pretty good for us. Um, out of the other games, nothing really that exciting apart from West Indies hitting 421 
yesterday against New Zealand, which stands out for me, and India hitting 359 against Bangladesh with MS Dhoni edging his way to a century, I think. I didn't really watch that one, but that's as far as I'm aware, that's what happened. Yeah, Dhoni's strike rate in that one, I think, was 144. So I think someone last week maybe mentioned that he batted too slowly. Um, so for our Indian listeners, he's brilliant. I've always rated him, and we love Indians here at the Direct Hit podcast. So give us a follow. Um, yeah, I, uh, one, one point of note. Um, New Zealand, although getting hammered by West Indies going for runs, beat India. So I think what we've yeah. learned from the warm-ups is no one cares about the warm-ups. The results count for nothing. They were played in front of eight fans and most of them were friends and family of the players. Um, I don't think we can really read that much in other than the fact that maybe the tracks will be there four teams to score over 400 and who knows will there be that elusive 500 um on to england south africa tomorrow how are we all feeling is there excitement nerves we're uh, we're ready to go jim yeah. oh sorry conroy what do you reckon uh, I think we're I think we're going to win. Um, we said last week that South Africa look pretty poor going in, um, and I think England look strong. As I said, that all the batsmen are in good form, um, and all our bowlers are bowling pretty well. It'd be interesting to look at our team and see how we line up. But I think even if we picked pretty much anyone out of our squad, I think would be the best South Africa team. So yeah, that's my thoughts. What about you, Jim? Yeah, last week we gave South Africa a bit of a tough time. Uh, we big England up massively, so I think we have to back ourselves here. So it's going to be an England win. We're fairly comfortable with what the England team will be. Certainly the top seven picks itself, I think. There's probably a question mark which three seamers you pick. Uh, so you're picking from Chris Wokes, Liam Plunkett, Joffrey Archer, Mark Wood or Tom Curran. Um, take your pick, really, from those. I'd probably go Plunkett, Archer and Wood. Play Wood while he's fit before he gets injured, but we'll see. Well, there is currently an injury doubt about him, isn't there? They, uh, he went down in the Australia warm-up game, as did Morgan, who got a uh, slight fracture to the finger, although it looks like he'll play. Um, but yeah, Mark, Wood, you play when he's fit. Mark Wood was an injury doubt when he was born. He came out of the womb with a fractured ankle. We're still not quite sure how he did it, but a lot of reports were that he was really putting some stress in during labour. Um, yeah, I think uh, Plunkett for so long has been our middle-over guru. It's hard to it's hard to leave him out, but it's also hard to find room for him. I think Chris Wokes has been our new ball specialist for so long. Archer looks class and Wood looks class and Plunkett looks class. Can we just play 12? I'm fine with no Dawson. I'm fine with no Vince. I'm fine with no Curran. But if everyone's fit, I don't want to leave any of the other ones out. So we'll play with 12. Conroy, who do you reckon starting? Yeah, I think um, it's it's really difficult to pick from those twelve. Really, um, I I really don't know who I'd who I'd play. 
Moe and Ali is such a form-based player, but I think you've got to play him in the first game of the tournament just to see how he goes. And um, having a second spin option is really useful. And he, obviously, he offers something with a bat as well. And then you look at Plunkett, he just has this knack of taking those middle-over middle wickets, which is just so invaluable in the 50-over game. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. It's, it's a tough one. I think Mo had such a good IPL. I think you're right in him being a form player, but hopefully the omens are good for England and that he was smashing some runs. Um, smashing runs. For, he was at RCB, wasn't he? Um, with Coley. So hopefully that means that he's just going to have a great World Cup. Um, who do we reckon will be our top run scorer in the game and who will be our man of the match coming to you Jumbo I will go top run scorer in the game for England I'll go Owen Morgan's going to have a captain's knock in the first match was the other one was it man of a match you were looking for yeah man of a match yeah, we'll go with Owen Morgan I'll stick it all on Owen Morgan all in there he's going to get a big ton Man of a match, on to the next game. Yeah, I think um, you would expect Morgan to start the tournament pretty strong. Um, I think, I'm just looking at the names really, and I think probably, uh, I think Butler could do a job. I think it could be one of those games where he comes in in the middle overs and just tears the South Africa middle order, middle over bowlers apart. So, um, yeah, and it, I'm very biased towards Josh Butler, but I think he will do well in this version. I don't think at any point there is anything Josh? wrong with being biased towards Josh Butler. I think if he comes out and Dwayne Pretorius is bowling 74 miles just outside off stump, that could go the distance six balls out of six. Um, so, you're going Butler, top run scorer. Is he a man of the match as well, Conroy? Um I mean, man of the match normally goes to a batsman unless the bowler takes five wickets. So, yeah, I'll go for Butler as well. Bro, well, I'm going... He's. I, I said it last week. He's going to score more runs than anyone in the tournament, although I'm not brave enough to bet on it. Uh, Johnny Bairstow, he's going to... Him and Roy light up and Bairstow's going to score us runs. Um, but my man of the match, I'm going to be different and go with... Adil Rashid will bat first, score too many runs that they're stressed out and they try and take him for 10 and over and just keep smashing him out to deep mid-wicket and Jason Roy keeps taking catches and he's got, he's got four for 60 off nine and everyone's happy. Cruise to victory by 50 runs. Um, Let's hope so. And there we go. England, well, we're 100% winning the tournament, according to you, Matt, last week. So, starting off with a win. <laughs> Perfect. We've yeah. talked England so big up us, here. They'll probably fall on their face. We need to, we know what England are like, but one time we go in, think we're favourites, and we'll probably be all out 150 and the rascal will tick it off and we'll look absolutely stupid come reviewing this match. But we were a hundred for eight, so getting to one sixty-four all out was actually pretty good going, and really lucky we had uh, Plunkett and Ali just hitting some runs at the end. You'll, you'll have the cliched captain's interview at the end where they 
they try and get the positives from it and everyone's just saying you've just been hammered but yeah try and say yeah but we were, we fought back strongly no you lost but no we're all confident in england absolutely yeah let's hope for an absolute road and some absolute runs So our special for this week, we've uh, we've all been all been our pen and papers scribbling down who we would want for our dream team of the tournament. However, you are only you have to have one player from each team, um, and then your eleventh player can be your wild card. He can be your he can be whoever, essentially. If you want David Willey, not in the World Cup squad, you add David Willey. Um, but we'll quickfire round this. We're going in alphabetical order. So we'll test my knowledge of the alphabet first up. Uh, Afghanistan. I'd say this is probably going to be the easiest one. I, I imagine we're all in agreement, but we'll go to you, Jumbo. Who do you have from Afghanistan? Controversially, I've picked Rashid Khan. Oh, who'd have thought it? Conroy? Yeah, I said he was the best spinner in the world last week, and I'm sticking with Rashid Khan. Well, to make it a really strange three out of three, I've gone Rashid Khan. Apparently, he's mustard. There um, we go. Australia. Jimbo. He's my friend. He's your friend. He's everyone's friend. He's David Warner. <laughs> and see? I've gone, um, I've, gone Pat, I've gone Pat Cummings. I think uh, he's one of my favourite fast bowlers at the moment. Well, we've... We've already all gone down a different route. I had, I had Cummins written down, crossed out. I had Finch written down, crossed out. I couldn't bring myself to go on Warner, even though I said he'll score more runs than anyone, as well as Johnny Bairstow. I don't. I've gone Glenn principle. Maxwell. Glenn, Glenn Maxwell, my Australia. <laughs> yeah. Glenn Maxwell. What, um, what county does he play for, Josh? He, yeah. What, my, Lancashire. It is. However, what I would say, all these people out in India playing on dust bowls, what's Glenn Maxwell been doing for the last 10 weeks? Playing Derbyshire away in the Royal, Royal One Day London Cup, drudging it out with Josh Bohannon trying to score some runs. Glenn Maxwell has got his head screwed on to this tournament. Uh, obviously, we all don't like Australia, but we all love the Maxwell. The big show <laughs> is coming to the party. Um, well, best selection going. Uh, Bangladesh, Jumbo. I'm still in shock about Maxwell. I'm not even sure we're getting the Australia what, team. What a player. Oh, Maxwell. That was a <laughs> definitely left field. Right, anyway, Bangladesh. Again, I think this is as easy as it comes. So I apologise to all the ben, so ben Stokes fans out there, but the best all-rounder in the world, and therefore in my team, Shakib Al-Hassan. Conroy? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair shout. I mean, I've looked at my team and I can't fit in, I can't fit 
Shakib Al Hassan in it. So I've gone for Tamim Iqbal because I needed an opening batsman. Oh, Tamim. I'm agreeing with Jimbo. Um, I think Shakib's bats in your top order and is a genuine 10 over bowler. So Shakib was. He was one of three players, including Rashid Khan and Shakib. I just wrote down straight away and never debated the fact they'd be in my side. Um, that was a no-brainer for me. Which brings us to England and my third and final no-brainer. But first, Jimbo, we go to you. For me, I've gone for Joe Root. He slips under the radar a little bit in the one-day game. He's not quite as explosive as our openers. He probably doesn't grab the headlines like a Stokes or a Butler or the Spinners. But Joe Root's record in one-day cricket is exceptional. Therefore, he gets in my team. Conroy. Yeah, I think that's a fair call, really. I think Joe Root is a very good middle-over kind of batsman here, keep it ticking over. But when you've got the explosiveness of Josh Butler to choose from, how can you pick Joe Root? I don't understand that. So I'm going to go with Josh Butler, and I'd be amazed if Josh doesn't do the same. Um, I, When we discussed doing this topic... The first thing I wrote down before I wrote down England was Butler. I wrote him where I wanted him in my batting order. Um, and then I thought about all the other players we had and thought, I'm obviously going Joss Butler. Let's knight him now. He's winning this World Cup. <laughs> Is Rise, he a keeper in both these teams? Um, we will get on to that at the end, but mm. yes, he will be. Yeah, heavy line as well. Um, right, on to India. I imagine a, another one that will probably be tough. There's an obvious selection. However, how much are we pandering to try and get new subscribers? Jimbo? Well, shout out to all our Indian listeners out there. Hope you're all well. Uh, Indian player I'm going to pick is best batsman in the world. Therefore, gets him a team. It's Virat Kohli. You can't argue with it, Conroy? No, I totally agree. It's Virat Kohli for me as well. I debated with Bumra because I think he is a really world-class one-day bowler, but Virat Kohli is the best one-day batsman in the world at the moment. What I'm going to do now is argue with it. I have not gone Bumra. I have not gone Kohli. I have gone Bumra. Um, I agree, Kohli is the best batsman in the world. However, I think there's enough batsmen close enough to him that do a similar role. And Jim, you've already got Root and Coley. I'm worried you don't have the firepower for your team to go anywhere. These are all striking nicely, but not going to take games away from teams. Whereas Bumrah is going to restrict all the runs. Jasper Bumrah, you are my Indian superstar. I can't believe you're having a go at my team with two batsmen who average over 50, one of whom is arguably the best batsman we've ever seen in the game. Honestly, how you can not pick Kohli for this? I mean, I think we all agree that Shakib Al-Hassan is the greatest batsman we've ever seen. But um, New Zealand, Jimbo. So I struggle with New Zealand. 
the cliche of New Zealand is always they don't really have the stars. And you're trying to pick out a player to pick here. Um, so I thought about two seamers, Salky and Bolt, who are both like. Um, I was struggling for an opening batsman, so I nearly went for Martin Guptill, but I was a bit left field. So they left me between Williamson or Ross Taylor. And I ended up going with Ross Taylor, which most people probably wouldn't do. Ross Taylor has an exceptional record in the one-day cricket. He just seems to get better with age. He's been around for years. And he's better than he ever has been, arguably. So Ross Taylor is going in my team. There you go. Who'd have thought it? Conroy? Well, I've had some sleepless nights after forgetting about Ross Taylor last week um, when I was talking about New Zealand, and I just couldn't forgive myself about that. But um, I've got to go Kane Williamson. I just love watching him bat. I think he's world-class. I think he's their best player. So he's, he's my pick. How about you, Josh? Um, yeah, I've gone Williamson as well. Um, for me, it was I was debating between India and New Zealand. I wanted one pace bowler and one number three batsman from them. And so I was debating Kohli or Williamson and... Trent Bolt or Bumrah, and I felt the best combination of that was Bumrah Williamson. So that's why Coley didn't quite make it. Great, great man, handsome, great beard, subscribe, uh, <laughs> Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the main ones. Um, but yeah, Kane Williamson, the control he has. He just looks good, and you've probably got to have three third men to cut off him scoring four runs through there. So, and if you need him, can get through a few overs of off spin in this tournament. And certainly with one of my bowlers, that is not to be underappreciated. Um, so yeah, he is he is class. Pakistan, Jim. Go to Pakistan and you, Jim. We lost Jim. There's an outside chance Jim has died. He lived a good life. <laughs> the joys of getting oh. you on mute. Hello again, sports fans. <laughs> as we were saying, big shout out to our listeners in Pakistan. We value you as equally as we do our Indian fans. I have a choice here between two players, Baba Azam and Mohammed Amir. And because I've got loads of batsmen already, I've gone for Mohammed Amir, who I think is absolutely brilliant. Both end of the innings, left arm, swings it, gives you everything you can want. Matt? Yeah, that's a very fair call, actually. I, I considered Amir for quite a while, but I needed an opening batsman, and I think Babar Azam is one of the best opening batsmen in the world, so he was my selection. Josh, how about you? Um, I mean, Babar does bat three, so that's rogue to call him <laughs> one of the best opening batsmen in the world as a number three. I guess you're assuming we'll lose a wicket pretty early on if you're a Pakistan fan, <laughs> which with my inclusion Probably. of their actual opener, Bakar, um, <laughs> I'm hoping won't happen. I needed an opener, and Fakar looks like he can 
smashed the ball to all parts. So, yeah, I've gone. Who um who who, who opens the batting pack? Um, Inzaman Ol Hack's nephew, Imam Ol Hack with Faka. He looks good, to be fair. Oh. Um, and then Baba comes in at three. Well, I think Baba should open the batting, so he's going <laughs> to open batting in my team. Um, South Africa, Jim. South Africa, again, we gave this a bit of a tough time. So I'm struggling here, scratching my head. Only two options again from what I see. You've got Quinton de Kock coming in, opening the batting and keeping. And Rabard is the only one I'd, other one I'd consider. But I think he's a bit hit and miss. So I'm going Quinton de Kock. Matt? Well, because I've got Josh Butler on my team, I can't have Quinton de Kock. I don't think I don't think you can have two wicketkeeper batsmen in your in your World Eleven. So I have gone for Wibada. I think he's got pace, and as you said, they're really the only two I would pick from out of the South Africa team. So <laughs> that's a bit limited with who I'd go for. But yeah, that's who I've gone for. Josh. I, again, was considering Quinton de Kock, but I've got Joss Butler, and you cannot have two wicketkeeper batsmen per side. So I have gone with Kagiso Rabada. Not to sound <laughs> too much like you there, Conroy, at all. Jumbo Sri Lanka. Sorry, this time I, I'm not on you. I just, I don't know what to say. Uh, it's it's scraping with barrel time. I think Angelo Matthews struggle with his bowling these days, so I've ended up going for Lassif Malinga. <sighs> he is the only player. Is that for the hair alone? <laughs> it helps. He just he can still cause bat, top batsman problems. So he's in the team because the rest of them just aren't top players. Yeah, I, I've gone for Lassith Malinga as well, purely because he's the only one really who has any credentials to be in a World Eleven. And, and if Josh has gone for anyone different, I'll be pretty surprised. How about what have you done, Josh? Well, what I've written down in front of me is, can I play with ten, please? <laughs> um, I, yeah, there was literally. No one, and in my team, I don't need a bowler, so I feel like Malinga for his fielding is just going to cost me runs. Um, to the extent I'd be beneficial playing with 10, I've gone with because he was one of three Sri Lanka players I could remember, and they are not worth my time and effort to do the research on. I've gone Kusal Pereira. I think at some point he scored a run or his name would stick in my mind. Matthews, that's like Gaviscar in the first ever World Cup where he scored like 37 off 165 balls and Indian fans ran on. Yeah, Conroy? For the benefit of the podcast, Jim and myself immediately shook our heads when Josh said that name. Just wanted to make the, the uh, listeners aware of that. Sorry, Josh has a team, a batting lineup with Fakir Azam. <laughs> Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> and now he's put Pereira in his team. I genuinely think my team is mustard and will beat any team. I don't know what this Maxwell hate is about. The, the guy hits the ball absolutely ludicrous places. 
Um, yeah, Maxwell's the man. Um, not just that he plays for Lancashire. Sri Lanka, enough said, couldn't think of anyone. Matthews, bats too slow, is too old, doesn't bowl anymore. West Indies, Jim. I've gone for Andre Russell. This guy's record, especially in T20, is exceptional. Loves a big stage, gives it the big one. He's a player that walks straight in as another all-rounder into the middle of my team. Finally, you've got someone that bats at a strike rate over 40, Jim. That's good going for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Conroy? Uh, I do like the Dre. I think uh, he's, a, he's a good choice, but I've gone for their captain, Jason Holder. I think he's very good with bat and ball, and he's recently hit a 200 against England in a test match, and that caught my eye, to say the least. So I've gone, I've gone for him. How about you, Josh? Um, I had two names written down for the West Indies. Um, I had Sheldon Cottrell, um, because... If you get a wicket, the celebration is bants, even if Joss Butler does it back better. Um, but I agree with Jim. I've gone Russell. Um, if you need someone to score 40 or 15 and bowl it pretty quick at someone's face, you've got uh, Russell in there. So he was, he was in there for me, um, which brings us to our wild card. Who are we gone for? Jimbo. I've not mentioned him yet, but I still need another seamer. So I've gone back to one of your picks, Josh. I've gone to Jasper Bumra. I was looking who's the best seamer out there. And I think it probably is Boomer. I thought about someone like a Mitchell Stark. Uh, I've probably not seen enough of Joffrey Archer yet. So Boomer is my choice. Nice. Conroy? Well, I, I just can't believe you'd go for anyone other than an England player. England are the best team in the world at the moment. So you've got to have a, your second player's got to be an England player, surely. So I've gone for Ben Stokes. He is the all-rounder that I needed to fit, finish my team. And I, to be honest, I could have picked any of the top seven of the England team. Could have gone in this World eleven, um, But I needed a number five who bowled and Ben Stokes fit the bill there. Josh? I... I was really torn. I had four names written down. Um, I sort of needed an opening batsman. Although my fourth selection and one I really was tempted to do just because South Africa didn't have the guts to do it was putting A.B. de Villiers. Um, I thought that would be an interesting spice to it. However, I ended up going safe, going boring, going to Yorkshire's finest, Johnny Bairstow. Um he loves runs um and i was debating finch finch was uh written down um or quinton de Kock or rohit sharma india because we've not forgotten about you we'll never forget about you india never forget about us um the double hundred king row it but i went johnny bairstow because england are going to win the world cup and johnny bairstow's I said would be my player of the tournament. So hard to not have him in your team if you've said he'll be better than everyone else at the World Cup. Uh, wanted Quinton de Kock, but two left-handers. So right hand, left hand, make field move. Jim, in batting order, go through your team. So my final team, which on paper has no bad players, unlike Josh's, which has about three. <laughs> hasn't got some of the boring players that Matt's team have got. This is just 11 world-class cricketers, 
playing in the right position, doing what they should be, and they're going to win. And I take objection, can I say, none of my batsmen have a strike rate over 100. <laughs> I've got an opening partnership of David Warner and Quinton de Kock, the most explosive batsmen you will see. So there we go. They're getting me off to a flyer. At number three, then got the best batsman to ever walk the planet, Virat Kohli. How you can not have him in your team is unbelievable, Josh. At uh, number four, I've got Joe Root. Take us through those sort of middle overs. Thank Remind you. us uh, when you were saying that they all bat in their position, Joe Root, famously England's one day number four. Uh, well, three, four, doesn't matter, does it? We're all the same. Root four, Ross Taylor five, Shaquille Bell has Sam six, Andre Russell to have a tee off at the end at seven. And the bowlers have got Rashid Khan, Mohamed Amir, Jasprit Boomra, Asif Malinga. I mean, it's a good side. It's full of star quality. My, I look at that and think three to six, there is, the, there is no one who's going to take a game away from you. And that's why you won't win anything. You are the Australia cricket team. You've got good players, but there's no one to take it away because you didn't pick up. Australia's only attacking batsmen. That'll come back to haunt you. How many World Cups uh, Australia won? Just the five, mate. Right, um, okay. Conroy? Well, I wish I could say the same as Jim and say that I've picked my team with everyone batting in the right positions, but as has been mentioned to me, Baba Azam is not an opening batsman and he's my number one batsman. <laughs> so uh, I feel slightly uh, like I've screwed this up a little bit. So, um, Baba Azam and Tamim Iqbal are my openers. Kane Williamson at three, Virat Kohli four, Ben Stokes five, Josh Butler six, Jason Holder seven, Pat Cummings eight, Rashid Khan nine, Lassif Malinga ten, and Rabada eleven. Good side. Tail starts at seven, which is your only slight concern there, I'd say. No, J- Jason Holder can, he can bat. He can bat. Tail starts at seven. Um, <laughs> right, mine in batting order. There we go. Actually, where people do bat, other than Jim, who just lies about where they bat. We're um, going to bat in clubhouses. You're with your team, so get out so quickly. Can I get in Bruce's team, mate? Um, Fakar, number one. Johnny Bairstow, number two. Runs. Three, Kane Williamson. That is that is the glue. He's sticking together. Shakib at four. And I've got ten overs out of Shakib at four as well. Butler at five. Take the game away. Um, Maxwell at six. Russell at seven. One of those three comes off. I win the game. Um, Kusil Pereira at eight because just needed someone to come in at some point. (laughs) May as well. Have a go, mate. Enjoy yourself. World Cup's all yours. Rashid Khan at nine can hit a long ball. Rabada at 10 and Bumra at 11. I think bowling-wise, I've got 50 great overs. And if someone goes the distance, I've got Maxwell, uh, who can bowl his right arm off spin, or Williamson. Always thinking, see Jim, Maxwell, versatile. Taking the catch on the boundary because your players can't clear the boundary. So he's there taking it, sorted. Um, <laughs> There's your side of the tournament, boys. That's appalling. It's appalling. Appall- that's mental. That I mean, is mental. I mean, come on. You're... <sighs> you have got the worst team, Josh. No Josh, doubt. That's, te- that's, oh, 
I mean, you could be about 80 for seven off 10 overs with that team. Yeah, and Williamson's hit 60 and I'm golden. <laughs> like, the whole part of England's no-fear cricket is England could be 80 for seven each week, but they play on roads. They're not. Butler scores tons. Bairstow scores tons. You've got the glue of Williamson at three. Maxwell has been acclimatising, facing Lewis Reese bowling 65 mile an hour doblies at Derbyshire and he's no. been taking it around. And we're the he's girl the World Cup warm-ups. I mean. <laughs> the perfect side. Okay. My only concern is Pereira won't get in at eight and it's a wasted player. Um, that's my only concern with my team. Okay. Right, I, uh, I think that's all we've got time for. I'm looking forward to the national anthems tomorrow. Um, it's going to be class. Come on, England. Let's get us off to the perfect start. Uh, thank you for your time, and we'll do another podcast. Well, maybe when England have won, maybe at the weekend. Let's see when we've got some free time. Jimbo, cheers for being here. And unlucky about scoring 220 with your dream team. Thank you. Come right. Go well. Let's hope you don't have a top order collapse because your tail's not coming to save you. <laughs> Cheers, Willis. And to my team, 500 is a possibility. Catch you all later. Go. Oh, check us out on Twitter at DirectHitPod or email us on directhitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to hear your dream teams. Until next time, we are over and out. Thank you for listening.